This week, we continue our Women's History Month series as I share with you an interview I did with my friend, coach, and colleague, April Franks, as we talk about how to create a profitable life and business. What good is a profitable business when you have a bankrupt life? Welcome to the Markeith Brayton Podcast. I am Markeith Brayton, former corporate nine-to-fiver turned lifestyle entrepreneur and personal brand business strategist. Each week, I will bring you inspiring personal development content and transformative interviews of some of today's most sought-after influencers and entrepreneurs who will help you unlock your fullest potential. Thank you for spending time with me today. Now let the class begin. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me for this Women's History Month live video series. I'm so excited that you are joining me today because I have just had a great time planning and doing these interviews. And today I just have someone who I have been friends with, been following, been coached by over the last almost five years now. And so I just want to thank you for joining me today. And I'm not even going to bother introducing her by her bio. I'm just going to have her come into the room and we're just going to get started and have this conversation with uh, my friend, uh, my coach, my mentor in the coaching business. She was the second coach that I ever hired to help me with my business, none other than Miss April Franks. I'm going to bring her into the room and she's going to just greet you and uh, we're going to have this conversation. Hello. Hey, April, how are you? I'm fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. I want to thank you for joining me for this time. I know you're a busy lady all the way out there in Vegas. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it here. The weather is so beautiful. It's sunny. It's a fantastic, uh, it's a fantastic day in Vegas. Awesome. 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 So why don't you go ahead and take some time to introduce yourself to those who may not know you. I know many who follow me also follow you as well, but I'm sure that there are individuals who will be watching this live who may not be aware of who April Franks is. So let's go ahead and just get started that way. Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, Marquis, thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for honoring women this month in this way. Um, Definitely, it's an honor to be honored. Um, So thank you for doing it for myself and uh, for asking me and for the other women that are part as well. I am a businesswoman. I own a couple of different companies. Primarily, uh, my job is to help people make more money in a nutshell. And the people that I work with um, typically are um, influencing in some way. They have something that they want to say. They have a message or product that they want to get out. And I am kind of the no-nonsense person that helps um, brands and and influencers do that um, effectively online and offline. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And we are live. And so those of you who will have questions along the way, go ahead, type your questions in the comments. We will say hello to you. We will 
uh, greet you as well. But we will hold those questions until the end of the conversation because I do repurpose these lives as my podcast. So I want to make sure that I uh, have an opportunity to get in the great questions and we have this conversation and then we'll come back in and greet you and answer your questions. So April L., because it is Women's History Month, uh, tell me when you hear women's history, what first comes to mind for you? Uh, I think what first comes to mind is how much we have to do, mm. <laughs> honestly. I think, you know, that's really what first comes to mind is how much more um, there is to do and how many more women we need to um, activate their confidence in order to stand up and, and know that they that their voice needs to be heard in, in certain ways. I think it's really important that we remember, you know, when I hear women's history, not only to pay respects and to make proud, you know, those women that have come before us, but also asking ourselves, you know, what all are we doing? Are we doing enough? Are we a good representation of the future Women's History Month? You know, when when our legacy is is left, um, are we are people going to be able to say those amazing things about us? Is the mark going to be made? So when I hear women's history, that's what I I think. I think what type of history am I creating? You know, what type of of legacy am I going to leave? What's being said? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what's being said about me and what change am I activating in the world? So it's all about legacy and, and what impact you, you're truly making. Are there any particular women uh, for which you honor uh, in particular that may have uh, inspired you, motivated you to uh, get to this place that, that you are today? You know who, I, honestly, mm. I know this sound, this might sound crazy, but I love Harriet Tubman's story. Harriet Tubman, okay. I really do. I just do. She was such a, I feel so connected to her. You know, and I feel so she just was such a renegade and such a mouthy, bold and uh, obedient individual. And even even with her, you know, her challenges as a slave and just her her challenges of, you know, fainting and these blackout spells, she had a mission. And Mm. I really like she's my favorite person from past times um, because she had a mission and she wanted people to see a new type of life, yeah. you know, and she, and, and it wasn't easy to get there, you know, but she was unapologetic about her movement and I really respect her. That's good. And I like the fact that you said she had a mission. And so talk to us a little bit about this whole idea of, of mission of, of calling because I entitled today how to create a profitable life and business. And a lot of people ask me, you know, what do you mean profitable life? And when I say profitable life, I mean that you have an opportunity. And I like what Tony Robbins says. He says that for me to live the most successful life means that I have an opportunity to do what I want to do when I want to do it with whomever I want to do it with. To me, that's a profitable life, that you have the opportunity to make all of those decisions based on what it is that you have wanted to create in your life. So talk to me a little bit about having that mission-driven life for a woman entrepreneur. Sure. I think, well, first of all, let's let everyone be clear on the definition of profitable, yeah. right? 
And I love that we're having this conversation because I love words and I love definitions. And when I was on the stage uh, speaking at Lamar's event in January, one of the things I broke down was the word profitable. And profitable, yes, by definition, people always associate it with money, but there's another definition of profitable, which means beneficial and useful. Mm. So how beneficial and useful are you being to the world? So your life can be profitable because your life can be beneficial to others. It could be useful to others. It could be advantageous for people to be connected to you because you are driven, because you are mission oriented, because you have a story or because you have a, a, a movement or something that is bigger than you, that you want to be bigger than you, that has to be bigger than you. So this whole thing about mission and vision and purpose and, and all of that, to me, it, it all kind of means the same thing. And for me, at the end of the day, it's like, it's not the question, who are you and what do you stand for? Yeah. Right. It's like, who are you and what do you stand for? If someone asks me who am I and what do I stand for, I, I am an advocate for women. And I and I do wrestle occasionally and more frequently of late. I wrestle with working solely with women just because I'm so super passionate about my whole mission in life is to help women make more money because mm. women are basically second class citizens. Mm. Women every single day, millions of them wake up go to a job where they already know that they're paid 51 cents to the dollar less than men. Wow. Every day, millions of women. Now, if we even break that down further, and this isn't a race conversation, but facts are facts. Yeah. 50 black women wake up every day, millions of them, and walk into a job where they make 51% less. So white women, 76 cents to the dollar. Black women, 51 cents to the dollar. That's not okay. That's not okay that every single day there's millions of women that wake up in the morning to head on a path to be de devalued and they have to be okay with it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so as an entrepreneur, as a, a female entrepreneur who happens to be African-American, what do you feel like is your role in helping to change those situations and helping to change uh, that particular uh, experience for women uh, in this country or worldwide? My 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 journey primarily is helping people make more money, mm -hmm. right? Helping people see that they can create and they can control their own economy, that they can grow, that they can succeed because of, of everything that happened before today. So because you have a degree, because you don't, because you have five kids, because you have no kids, because you're married, because you're not, just because you can succeed. And so my job is to help people see that you can succeed and you can create your own economy. You can create your own financial ecosystem. You don't have to be dependent on that 76 cents to the dollar or that 51 cents to the dollar if you're a minority female. You know, and these and, and so for me, like it's it's really I take it. This is my life's purpose. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, and I'm kind of crass. I could be crass. I could be aggressive. I could be all those things, right? I'm in your face. You already know this. Right. But 
people should be pissed off. Mm. So here we are, Women's History Month, and why are women still getting paid less? I mean, you know, I mean, we have to think about this in our world. Like, what does that do to a person? Right. I mean, that means that you get accustomed to being devalued in everything, devalued in relationships with your kids, in at your job, in society. Like, this shit is not okay. That's right. That's right. It's not okay. <laughs> These are our moms, our sisters, our daughters, our nieces, the women we love you know, people's wives, like, this is not okay, but this is the world that we're living in. So if I can do anything to help a woman increase her economic status, that's what I'm going to do. If I can help a family increase their economic status by creating their own movements, their own products and services, their own brands, their own businesses, launching their own platforms, if I can help in some way guide people in a direction that increases that, that's what I'm going to continue to do. And I like that. I, I rem I'm reminded of something I heard Bishop Jake say not too long ago, and he was preaching this sermon and it was dealing with finances. And he said this statement and, and the more and more I kept thinking about, the more and more I realized a lot of what he, not a lot of what he was saying was true. And he said, mm -hmm. you don't need a miracle. You need money. <laughs> that 95% of the things that you're talking about you need a miracle for can be solved with money, rent, mm -hmm. gas, utilities, car, school, school all of those things that we are praying to God about, you know, or praying to uh, or, or hoping that will happen, really can be resolved with money. You don't need a miracle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what you need is is alignment. Yeah. You need a plan, right? right? You can't, and you need to be disgusted. Like, I think there's a place for women where, like, you need to be disgusted, not to the point of feeling bad, yeah. but being really pissed off. Like, you almost have to get upset and angry that, that of current realities, mm. right? You almost have to get to that place where you're like, you know what? It's almost like when you're in a bad relationship and you decide that you're fed up. Mm. It's like one day you're like, you know, you know what? I'm not putting up with this no more. You got to say that to yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. we got ladies. And, and, and here's what's interesting, Lamar. Uh, not Lamar. Uh, listen, you got me on a whole marketing vibe, <laughs> Marquise. Um, is women, we are, listen, y'all, we influence everything. I've been saying this a lot lately. We influence, if you're dating a woman, she's influencing the majority of your life, mm. the majority of your actions. You're doing things because you want her to be happy because her happiness illuminates for you happiness and love and strength and caring. Right. Right. You have a woman, a mom, and she's got one or two kids and a, and a, and a, a spouse or a significant other. She's influencing what they're watching on TV. She's influencing what what brand milk is coming into the house, what cereals are being purchased, what car you're driving. What you she probably influenced the neighborhood. Trust me, no family moved into any neighborhood that the mama didn't like. This is no true. car, no car was ever purchased. No brand of, of 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 coffee was brought into the house. All that. Like the mama, the 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 woman, the female is influencing all of these things. And then we and then with that influence, it is a tug of war, I believe. And if you haven't already shared this for the, our, 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 our viewers, 
if if you haven't sat down and thought about how influential that is, look what type of ladies, look what type of hoops men go through just so you could be happy. He's like, oh, no, when, when mama's happy, everybody's happy. You don't even have to be a mama for them to make that statement. This is true. <laughs> they like she's smiling that means she gonna make me smile we all good but think about that influence for a moment how influential you actually are and then Marquise I think the tug of war is when they go to work every day mm. and are devalued mm. so it's like you have the influence but you don't have the influence but the but the key is recognizing that we do have the influence and every day there is a woman that says yes to her purpose, yes to her mission, that increases a zero in her bank account, that makes moves, but also there's women that are not. So for every woman that is, there's 10, 20, thousands of women that are not. And it's our job, I believe, to continue to be those positive voices and even platforms like this that say, you can do it. Yes, you can, you know, and, and to be supportive, you know, and to be supportive. That's good. And we are live. And so please do share this out with anyone whom you believe will get great value out of this. Share it with your sister friends, with your your natural born uh, blood sisters, those who are in your sorority. Go ahead and share this out because we're about to get into the part where April is going to talk to us about, you know, how do we get that profitable business going? What are some steps that we need to take to make that happen. So as we move into that, April, talk to us a little bit about how do you help women uh, create their own economy um, through what means, what do you have available and how that you have available in how you help women do that and men too, but we're, yeah. we're focused on women today. Sure. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing is know how people just need to know what to do. And, and I think one of the things that is really important and, and it kind of bothers me and that's that, so many women know what to do, but they're just in their own way, right? Mm. They, they know what to do. They have the tools. They have the access, but they're in their own way. Mentally, they've told themselves a ton of stories that are just old and tired. You know, they're just old and tired, you know, broken record stories that we play over and over again. Um, so, you know, how I help people is, is through knowledge and, and teaching and coaching and, and in, in its simplest form, you know, that's what it is. The doing is is on us, right? We have to do. When I go and learn something new, I have to implement. I have to execute on that. I can't, I can't talk myself out of it. I can't allow a bad day to ruin my mission, mm. you know. And one of the things, uh, Marquis, just to share, that's good. You know, I can't let I, a bad day ruin my mission. Mm. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't let an unsupportive spouse. I can't let ungrateful people. I can't let any of that stand in the way of what I'm here to do. Mm. It would be a shame. It would be a shame. Mm. It would be a shame, you know, to, to do that. And so in my simplest form, I help people with information and step-by-step -step tools on how they can grow their audiences, how they can launch their products, how they can monetize their books, how they can speak on stages, you know, and how they can, you know, create systems in their businesses. But the barrier, Marquise, and I'm glad we're having this conversation, is women are in their heads. Mm, in their heads. We're, so, we're so busy trying to look good and be broken. It's just, it's so disheartening. You know, and, and it's just the truth. You know, nobody wants to say it, but there's so many beautiful women that are just 
inside just dying. Dying, dying. That You know, that not to interrupt you, but I just typed that on somebody's live because they were talking about strategy and business strategy and that you can't be successful unless you have the right strategy. And then I typed in there and I said, well, what good is strategy if your life is not in alignment with the success that you want? <laughs> that if you got a jacked up, broken life, it's only going to reflect in your business. It's only going to reflect. And, and these are things that people think, and, and women are really good at. We're really good ladies. You know, you can agree or disagree, but you know, I'm telling the truth. We're great at starting new things. Mm. We're great at picking up new projects to compensate for what's not happening at home for your kids being disrespectful for your spouse, not supporting you for hell, not having a, uh, a supportive or not even having a, a person in your life. If you want one, um, we're great at starting those new things to, to cover those up. We're great at, you know, let's go and, and do this and, and buy these bags and do this and do that. I've seen so many influencers, um, people going to jail cause they actually stealing stuff, fraudulent activity. I'm just like, this is not what this was meant to be for. We're here to, you don't have to create influence. Right. This is what I want women to understand. You don't have to create something you were already given. Mm. If, even if you want to go biblical, the whole point of pulling a rib, we already have the influence. We already have the influence from the beginning. Hello. So why people are trying so hard to be influential when all they have to do is just be themselves. Be yourself. Be yourself. But April, I don't have the relationship or I've got to take care of my kids. I can't get this business off the ground. I can't make my dream happen because I'm just too busy. Make a decision. Mm. You're not the only busy person. There's plenty. I know I have, I had a client with six kids. Mm. Husband left her. She has six kids and was still rocking and rolling. I'm not trying to hear it. It's mindset. It's all mindset. Mindset. How do we, I know women that work full time. They work full time, a full time job. I know women that get up at three in the morning to go work a full-time job, to get off and spend five, six hours on their business and that have kids and no husband and just their income. So I, I just, you have to decide and then be in alignment. Your actions need to be in alignment with the decision and with the actions it takes. See, people are making decisions and they're all hoorah about, oh, I'm going to be an author. Oh, I'm going to be blah, blah, blah. But then their actions are not in alignment with the decision. Wow. So I just, I, you know, and Marquis, you know me. I don't care about people's excuses. Because <laughs> you know what I'm going to tell you? Guess what? January last year, you know what? I came into the new year in 2018 knowing that my father was going to die. Hmm. Knowing that my best friend, my dad, was going to die of cancer. That's what I started 2018 with. And then in January, my cousin died. And then in March, excuse me, in May, my father died. And then 10 days later, my cousin died. 
And then 10 days later, my granddaughter was born. And then two weeks later, a woman that we rent an office space to in Oklahoma City, she was killed in a car accident. And then two weeks later, my aunt died that I had just seen. And we were planning to go on a cruise this October for my mother's birthday. And then I had surgery. And then I spent three months in and out of the hospital, sick as hell with an infection that could have killed me. So I don't care about your excuses. I got a divorce. All this happened in 2018. And I relocated to Las Vegas. So don't tell me about your excuses or what you got going on or life is hard or you don't have support. Did your money stop? My money never stopped. Mm. I made more money last year than I made any other year. That's good right there. And I think that's a good transition point that there, all the excuses have been said. All the things that you could come up with why you can't succeed have already been said. We can find somebody who's succeeding with the excuse that you've given. But but I asked that question about did your money stop because it, it, it doesn't do any good to start a business that doesn't provide for you what you ultimately want it to provide, meaning that a lot of us will start a business only to create what we left mm. another job, or mm. we'll start a business that if we're not in it, if we're not working in it, then we won't make any money. And so you, you have given us a great opportunity or great example of that. You can start a business that even in the midst of all the different challenges and trials and tribulations that one has, you still can make money if you set the business up the right way. And it takes time. It takes you time, know, yeah. It does take time. I'm not going to act like it doesn't, right? And the reason why I was able to do that is because I have a team. Hmm. You know, but I didn't start out with, with the whole team. It started out with just me and a dream, me and my one coaching session that I paid $189 for. And that's another thing. You know, you've got to be, what history are you creating? Yeah. Because let me tell you something. And, and this is something that drives me that people probably don't know because I don't really talk about it that often. But when I was 21 years old, I got pregnant and I had a baby that I um, placed for adoption. And but before that, when I was 10 years old, I learned from my mother, Linda Franks, shout out mama, that I was adopted and she knew who my biological mother was. And I was like, I oh, know I don't want to meet her. But when I turned 20, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to meet this lady. So I called the lady and I said, this is, I left her a message. I said, this is your daughter, April. Cause at that time I wasn't using my full name. I said, this is April. And I was calling because I'm your daughter. So maybe you should call me back. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she called me back and, you know, we talked and then I met her. And, and my family may be watching this and they might feel some type of way, but the truth is what it is. And when I met her, um, I was appreciative of the decision that she made. I was grateful that she made the decision. I was never angry that, the, that she had made that decision, but I also was disappointed. Hmm. And I said that now, obviously, when I'm 20 years old, I'm not knowing I'm going to have a baby in the next one or two years that I'm going to be making that same decision for. But what I said when I met her was, I don't want my children to not be able to say good things about me. 
I don't I can't cry because I got on makeup and I got to record more videos after this. But what I'll say is. When I, I placed my daughter for adoption when she was an, a, a newborn and when I was able to meet her this past October, she's 21 years old. Mm. And we've been friends on Facebook since she was 18 years old. And I've been a part of her life. Well, she's been a part of my life through pictures and letters from her parents over these whole all these years until she turned 18. And what was so interesting was that we, I knew my whole, since I made that decision that I would not be a failure because I didn't want to meet my kid and her to be disappointed in the woman that I had become. Wow. So for that, I will never fail. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I will. I will. I will. I, I just won't. And I think that, you know, when you are a mom, a, a, a woman of influence, you have people looking up to you, mm-hmm. even if you're not a household name. Right. You know, you have people looking up to you. You have people, you know, kids that maybe not even be your kids, you know, but you have people looking up to you. And it's important that they have something good to look up to. And so that was just what I said. And so when I was able to meet her, I was proud of who I was. Hmm. That's really good. And this interview must be really good because April crying. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Transparent (laughs) moments. But that's really good. And, you know, I did a video yesterday which was so crazy because um, I did it in four scenes. And when I got home to edit the video, there was no scene one. I was so disappointed. But the video was about what's your why? What's your why for doing what you do? Why do you want to start a business? Why does the business need to be successful? Why did you step away from the job? You know, why did you, you know, feel like you needed to put your, uh, uh, leave your child for adoption? Those whys what are what informs our decisions. And sometimes we don't take enough time out to consider the whys. So, April, I know you're busy. Uh, can you just give us a few tips for yes. the, the female who is ready to get started uh, with their business? What are some of the what are the top four or five things that they need to consider before stepping out there to get started? Number one, think bigger than you're thinking. Mm. That whatever you're thinking, think bigger than you're thinking. Think bigger than you're thinking. Number two, find someone to help you. So whether that is a mentor, a coach, you cannot, there is no successful business. No, there's no self. I hate it when people say I'm self-made. No, you're not. You did a lot of work, but you're not self-made. Hmm. Y'all ain't never heard me say that. I refuse to say that. I am not self-made. I have so much support. You know, I could not dare say that. So number two is find someone to help you. Do not get out of the, the, the mode of having champagne tastes on a beer budget for forever. That, that can, that can serve you for a few months. After that, you've got to make some decisions. When I started in business, I was hustling, building websites. And guess who's not a website designer? Mm -hmm. 
this girl. <laughs> but guess who taught themselves? Watching some YouTube videos That's and right. tutorials and using support features. Me. Guess who funded their first $5,000 program that I wanted to pay for so I could go to this event in New York with Tori Johnson? Me. So that number three thing is be willing to invest. That's good. I mean, you just have to. And I know people are like, oh, you're just saying that because you're a coach. Don't hire me. Hire somebody else. But hire somebody. That's just the whole thing. You cannot, the people that you see succeeding is because they're investing in themselves. Mm -hmm. Even if when I look at Marquise, Marquise is, he has been investing in himself and he has grown as a result. He gets exposed to more people. He learns more things. He's connect. He, I mean, he's doing his own thing. He's he's fielding his way. New opportunities are coming to him where he's getting that chance to say yes or no to. But he wouldn't. He really wouldn't be in those places if he wasn't investing in himself because that's what puts you in front of new individuals. That's right. That's right. So number three is investing. Number four, I would say, is clean your circle mm. and and clean your circle and stop telling everybody what you want to do. Just do it. Everyone's not going to support you. Everyone is not going to be happy for you. Um, and sometimes that might be the person you're sleeping with every day. That could be your mom. It could be your dad. It could be your best friend. It could be, you know, the people at work. It could be whoever. Um, you can't share your vision and your dream in its totality with everyone and expect them to be as passionate and as excited about it as you. Right? Because if you have that expectation of them, you might get disappointed and you don't want that. So that's my number four. And number five is to stay in perpetual action. None of this will happen. It doesn't matter if you think bigger, if you hire a coach, if you invest in yourself, if you have the right people in your circle, if you don't do nothing, if you don't execute, if you don't move on it, it just means nothing. That's good. That's good. I typed them all in the notes. Number one was think bigger than you are thinking. Number two, find someone to help you. Number three, be willing to invest Number four, clean your circle. Stop telling everyone what you're going to do and just do it. And number five, stay in perpetual action. I like number four. And so I want you to go ahead and tell us about what you have coming up. I, I'm going to put the slide up so that people can know more about your conference that's coming up. And so tell us a little bit about that. And then I'll also share that here on the screen as well. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, for those of you who are looking to um, really – monetize your influence, uh, master automation, digital marketing for the purposes of growing your online business, then I have an event, our sixth annual event, Epic, happening in Las Vegas a month from uh, the 24th. So it's April 24th through 7th that's happening. And the purpose of Epic is to really help people um, connect with the right individuals, but more so really get some work done. So we have some really amazing things planned. We have a mastery day, an ultra mastery day with an intense smaller group of about 40 individuals where we'll be teaching you um, some very specific influencer methods to grow your tribes um, into the tens of thousands. Um, we also have work camp, which is a day dedicated fully to actually working on specific actions. So if you want to produce live events, 
if you want um, to update your automation sequence, if you're having challenges, we're going to have these long two-hour camps where it's kind of like jeans and t-shirt day where you can come in and actually get those things done. In addition to a ton of fun um, connections and other people, I mean, Vegas is a fantastic place. The place we're having it at is a resort at the Westin Lake Las Vegas, and you can save $200 by using the code SAVE200. And uh, Markeith, I appreciate you for allowing me to share. You can go to Epic in Vegas um, to learn more details. Epic in Vegas to learn more details. Yeah, epic in Vegas.com. So, Avery, I just want to thank you for taking the time out. Any last words that you would like to share with the women who are watching today? Yeah, I think uh, it's to make more amazing history, mm. you know, and and just like I just shared, you know, that that story about my daughter, but. I'll close on this. When I wanted to produce my one woman show, which is called Womanly Ish, um, there are some very personal things that I'm going to be sharing. And there were things that I was going to be revealing about my father that um, could be embarrassed, could be viewed as embarrassing or could make him angry. Um, but it was who he was at that time in my life, you know, as a young girl. And I went and I said, you know, when I decided I wanted to do this one woman show, which is me performing the different stories of my life. Um, I can't leave my dad out because he was a pivotal part in that because he's been my dad my whole life. Right. And so I contacted my dad and I said, you know, there's this thing that I want to do and I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I said, because I'm going to, I want to tell the truth. And I said, that all, that wasn't always cute. I said, and you really had a huge impact negatively on my life. And I want to be able to share that, but I don't want to embarrass you. Mm. So I need your permission. And he said, I understand. Baby girl. You got to do what you got to do. Tell the story. So I would say to women, tell the story. Tell the story. Make the mark. Elevate history. Because you control the history that's being told about you. No one else. You have the opportunity. My history, and this is why I'm a storyteller. My history, I am creating this right now. No one can make up anything. There, there is a book, several. There will probably be 20 books by the time I die. 50. Movies, documentaries that will be the voice, that will be the history. It won't need to be made up. I do my own biopic while I'm still alive. So tell the story. That is really good. Tell the story. Thank you so much, April. Thank you. We're going to greet all these people who come on. I see Barbara Pender, Yachindi Nwani. I see Shayla uh, also on live with us tonight. Erica, Matt Kelly, Shalanda, Tangi, Precious, uh, Sison Prince. Thank you for joining Sasoni Prince. Thank you for joining us today. So we're going to open up for maybe about five minutes of questions. Anybody have any questions that they would like to ask while we have April, April on? 
any business questions, if any life type questions as an entrepreneur that you would like to ask, just type those in the comments before we do end this live because I want to uh, respect April's time. I know she has a lot going on, so we'll give you a few seconds. I know there's a brief lag there, but if you have a question that you would like to ask live right now on this Women's History Month video series, go ahead, type that question in the comments. And then if not, we will end this live and uh, we will see you the next time uh, on our next video, which will be next week as well. So we'll wait just a few minutes to see if there are any questions. Anybody have any questions they want to ask April during this live stream? Yeah. And, and while we're waiting for those, I'll just tell you, you know, I, I really appreciate you doing this because. You know, we need more men to be in leadership positions. We need more men to support women and to support our efforts and the things that we're doing. You know, we're not wanting to be in competition. We right. need to create this world together. You know, this isn't just women's history. This is our world's history. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. You know? That's good. And it's, and it's important that we have support and it's not, it, and I don't, I don't like this. It's us against y'all. It's not. Mm-hmm. We all need help. You know, we all need support. We all need guidance, you know, so this is fantastic. So I appreciate you for just doing it. It's it's just a fantastic way to, you know, to um, to allow us an, another method of, of sharing mm-hmm. our different perspectives. And I just wanted to do it because, you know, I grew up in a single parent home. Mm-hmm. I watched my own mother uh, raise four children uh, as a single parent in one household. She made sure that we had a nice house. We had food on the table, clothes on our backs, supported us as much as she possibly could in sports and extracurricular activities. Uh, I had grandmothers who worked tirelessly to, to help their children. And so I've watched women make a tremendous impact on my life. And so I was just laying in the bed one day. I was like, what could I do just to recognize Women's History Month? And I said, why not interview some great women who I've encountered along the way. So seeing no questions once no, again. No, we do have, we have two oh, questions. Oh, we do? Okay, go ahead. If you see them, I don't see them. Oh, because I'm, I'm doing a watch party. So oh, they're, okay. they're Good. on my page. So uh, Lakeisha Atkinson says, what is the correct way to expose your experience with another without exposing them? I think that's a great question. So when you're wanting, so initially I wrote a, a memoir and I just changed all the names. Now, my father was still my father. I didn't use his name, James Franks, but he's my father. But all the other names, I just changed the names. And like if I was talking about, so like, for example, one guy in the book, he really, he, I made him a DJ, but he really wasn't. Okay. Let's say he lived in Milwaukee, but he may have really lived in Dallas. So I did that, right? But I, I told the exact story, but his job, I left different. His, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, if he was, you know, 10 years older than me, I might say he was eight in the book, just, just to make that person not identifiable. Right. Um, but other than that, you know, that was it. And, and now what I did was because the memoir that I wrote was, was about, it's called confessions of an independent woman, truth, lies, and relationships. This was in 2011. Lakeisha, I, um, I contacted everyone and, and told them what I was doing. And one person was like, well, I'm not giving you permission. I was like, you really can't stop me. I'm not using your name. So unless you want to bring attention to the fact that 
you an abuser by telling people that I wrote a book about you, then you can do that. But I'm not using your name. This is a courtesy call. This isn't a permission request. Mm-hmm. Um, would I recommend people do that today? No. I only recommend you do that if it's like a family member that you're in good standing with. Otherwise, change all the names, change the locations, tell the story. The other question is, um, someone, Tangie says, any mindset hacks to help us up-level our mind for success? Yes, um, I do have a mindset hack. The first one is recognizing that your your consumption level, everyone's consumption level is 100%, okay? So there's 100% that, that of things we can consume. How much of the 100% of things you consume is to feed your soul, is to feed your mind? So when you wake up in the morning, if you're going to work all day, that's that. Are you, what are you doing that are you are getting poured into to help you shift your mindset? What podcasts are you listening to? I go to bed listening to um, positive affirmations. I have two cell phones. One of them I play until the battery dies and I'm asleep. Positive affirmations playing in my mind, subliminal positivity. Um, they have free on YouTube for five hours, eight hours, two hours. Um, are you connected spiritually or do you go to church? Do you tune in anywhere? So of your hundred percent of every day, how, what percentage of that is consuming something that's going to help you with your mindset? Because this is, because what you were trying to do, ladies and gentlemen, is unravel a false conditioning of a life that people are living that you don't even want to live, that you're not even happy with internally. You might be all right but you want more, right? So that's really the hack. The hack is recognizing that you have a consumption capacity, A, and then B, looking at, okay, that's a good question. I'm watching Real Housewives of whatever. I'm watching three hours of TV a night. I'm cursing people out on the way from work in traffic. What What's getting positively poured into you on a consistent basis? Because the truth is the negative stuff is consistent. So how are we meeting that? How are we combating that? Right? How are we combating that? Shalonda had one right before that when she said, I heard you I heard you say that it took a while to get into perpetual action. Any tips on getting in execution mode? Um man, it's just like I don't know that they said it took, I don't know that that's exactly what I said. Cause I'm, I've always been an action taker. Um, so tips on getting into execution mode. I think people just have to be fed up, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can give you productivity tips and all that shit. I mean, sorry, all that, but you just got to do it. I mean, ain't people tired of being broke? <laughs> I'm like, that's not enough. Like not living the life you want. That's not enough not to get into. I don't know what else you need. Yeah. I really don't. And I'm not trying to be funny. I'm like, I only want to suffer for as little time as possible. Because I don't believe suffrage is synonymous with you with success. Hmm. So I think you just got to be fed up and stop listening to people that are not successful because successful people don't talk like that. You know, you just got to stay in the flow. Um, someone else had a question um, before we go, and that was, um, wait, I thought I saw another There question. was. It was, any tips on selecting team members? I believe I need a VA now. 
Oh, yeah. You, if you think you need one, you need one. Um, I think for VAs, you definitely need to know what type of VA you need. Um, you know, there's technical VAs, there's clerical type VAs. So really being clear on that and then being clear on what you're going to have the VA do, because all virtual assistants are not created equal. And you really have to know what works best with your personality, because that doesn't always jive either. So you have to be very clear on what works best with your personality and and what you're going to have them do and what your budget is every week you know, for them. Because usually virtual assistants are contracted workers. So, you know, you say you're going to need 15 hours a week. You know, what is the goal there? What's the goal that's going to help you focus on more revenue generating activities? And then what is um, the, the goals that they need to be, they need to be accomplishing. So, um, and then you can go on sites like um, Upwork to find one. You can just Google some places. Um, there are some other platforms that have virtual assistants. Um, if you want a more technical virtual assistant, um, there, we, there's, there's plenty of those, but again, you need to know, like the virtual, you can't have your virtual assistant, the person that's, uh, you know, you want them to have all the technical skills, all the interpersonal skills. You want them to update the blogs. You want them to create the social media memes. You want them to be a graphic designer. You want them to be a web developer. You want them to be the, the booking agent. Like you got to hone in on what that, what really is their role in the business? That's good. That's good. Well, I must say this has been a great interview. Thank One you. of the best. One of the best. Thank you. He even got some tears twice. <laughs> Shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we hope everybody has a great weekend this week. And don't forget, let me uh, flash that up on the screen again. April has the conference coming up there. Epicon, Epiccon 19 which is April the 24th through the 27th in Las Vegas. So y'all have a great weekend and we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Wow. What a great episode with April Franks. April is always transparent. She's always sharing her life story in order to help somebody else and to impact their lives. And so I'm so appreciative that she took the time out to share with us today for the Marquee Brayton Podcast Women's History Month series. Let me know what you thought about the interview by going to iTunes and leaving us a rating and a review. Also, subscribe to the podcast. That way you'll be notified every time we upload a brand new episode. I don't take it for granted that you listen to the podcast each and every week. And I want to make sure that I'm providing value and good content that you can utilize in your own life and in your business. I look forward to sharing with you again on next week as we share the last episode of the series as I do an interview with Darnielle Jervy Harmon, someone who is my current coach in helping me to take my business to the next level. And I thought she would be a great guest to end out the Women's History Month series. Just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. <laughs>